Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Sensemaker. Hi, I'm Nimmo and this is Sensemaker from TortoiseMedia.com. One story every day to make sense of the world. In the early hours of Monday morning, soldiers raided the home of a woman who used to be one of the most admired in the world. We're in the country of Myanmar, near Thailand. The woman is Aung San Suu Kyi, and she's just been deposed as Myanmar's leader in a military coup. The military made its move in the early hours of the morning, detaining Myanmar's democratically elected leader and Sang Suu Kyi and other senior figures from the ruling party. The army shut down the internet and sealed off the capital city. The military is now in charge. So why have they seized control? And why isn't Aung San Suu Kyi a pinup for human rights like she used to be? To understand what's happening now, you have to go all the way back to 1962, when Myanmar was a newly free country. It was called Burma then. Fifteen years earlier, they had declared their independence from the British. They had a few general elections, and the future looked bright for this young democracy. Then, all that changed. 1962 was the watershed, when a candidate the generals didn't like won elections, General Ne Win mounted a coup. He ruled Burma for a quarter century, launching what he called the Burmese way of socialism. The army overthrew Myanmar's government, and it went on to rule with an iron fist for almost half a century. Protests and political parties weren't allowed. There was no free press and definitely no freedom of speech. Politicians, journalists and human rights activists were locked up, sometimes for decades. Aung San Suu Kyi was one of those prisoners. She spent nearly 20 years under house arrest. But even while she was locked up, she was a symbol of democracy in her country and she was famous around the world. She even won the Nobel Peace Prize. Then, in 2010, the military regime did something pretty unexpected. They passed a new election law, allowed the people to vote, and said there'd be a transition to a supposedly civilian-led government. A year later, they let Aung San Suu Kyi go. A year after that, she won a seat in Parliament, and her pro-democracy party started cleaning up in elections. They won a landslide in 2015, and Aung San Suu Kyi became the leader of her country but always in a strange arrangement, never quite a leader on her own, always with the army's blessing. Last year, her party won another massive victory in the elections with 83% of the vote. But doing so well is part of their problem because behind the scenes, the military never really loosened its grip and their leader, the one behind this coup, wants to keep it that way. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync... 
things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. General Min Ong Hiang has been in charge of Myanmar's military for 10 years. He's a secretive character and we don't know much about him. But what we do know is that he's built up a powerful network in government and in business and made himself a wealthy man. But that election result last year was a big sign that the army's influence is slipping in Myanmar. They've got their own political party and it hardly won any seats at all. Since that vote, tensions have been rising between the country's civilian leaders and its powerful military. Army leaders claim that the election that Aung San Suu Kyi won in a landslide was fraudulent. And any credit the army had earned with their baby steps towards democracy has been destroyed by the really shocking persecution of one of Myanmar's minorities. They are running for their lives, hoping to escape what they believe is certain death, risking it all to cross illegally from Myanmar into Bangladesh. We ask, why are you coming here? Because we are being persecuted. We are scared. The authorities ordered us to leave our home. There have been killings. The world was appalled at the genocide of the Rohingya Muslims in Myanmar. Not just because the army stood back and let it happen, or sometimes took part, but remember, Aung San Suu Kyi was prime minister by now. She was a poster girl for human rights. She'd won the Nobel Peace Prize. Surely she was going to step in to stop it, or at least condemn what was happening. But she did next to nothing. A group of Nobel Peace Prize winners has sharply criticised Myanmar's leader Aung San Suu Kyi for not doing enough to protect the country's minority Rohingya Muslims. They want the UN to act. They say the Myanmar government's crackdown on the Rohingya amounts to ethnic cleansing. At home, Aung San Suu Kyi is still wildly popular compared to the army. When they were in charge, people in Myanmar lived in poverty and fear, and the country is only just recovering. It's a problem for General Min Ong Hiang that the army's popularity is on the slide because he's meant to retire soon. Once upon a time, he might have tried to get elected president, but Myanmar's elections are clean and well run now. He couldn't really rig them. So instead, he's grabbed power by force, thinking he'll be able to scare the people of Myanmar into submission with tanks and guns. Before you go, let me tell you about Tortoise. That's the newsroom where I work. We do slow news, not breaking news, and we also make a weekly podcast, The Slow Newscast, where we tell one investigative story in depth. I'd love for you to download it and give it a listen. Today's story was written and produced by Ella Hill. The Sensemaker. 
Hello, it's James Harding. I'm Tortoise's editor and I'm the host of The News Meeting, the podcast where three people debate which story should really lead the news. On the most recent episode, we were joined by the businesswoman and campaigner Gina Miller, who discussed obesity and people dropping out of the workforce. We also discussed Russia's push into northern Ukraine and the feud between Drake and Kendrick Lamar. To listen, search for The News Meeting on Tortoise News wherever you get your podcasts.